0: Are you a busy family looking to make managing your money much easier? Today, get a sneak peek at how we handle our money system and accounts so that we're working towards our goals even if we have more pressing or urgent things to take care of on the family front or with work. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Having a financial system that requires you to constantly check and worry about where your money is going isn't going to cut it for most families. It doesn't for us. With two kids, work, hobbies, and friends, we have a full life and love it quite simply we see money as a tool and not the goal it's to help us take care of our kids and other loved ones so while i respect those highly detailed spreadsheets with line by line breakdowns of every single cent i save that for quarterly reviews instead with our financial system we budget monthly and do weekly checkups on fridays that are usually just five minutes to make sure everything is running smoothly. It took us some time to build the system, but we're grateful to have it because it allows us to focus on the big stuff. We love it even more considering the past 18 months. Like many of you, not only had we had to deal with the regular day-to-day, but with COVID, things had shifted. And something that was a big concern for me was making sure that my mom was okay. My mom is a teacher and she does have a respiratory issue. So it's been pretty stressful this past year and a half. But knowing that I could focus on taking care of the kids and her while still making progress on her financial goals gave me a peace of mind. So if you're looking to make managing your money easier while still hitting your family's financial goals, this is your episode. Today, we're discussing key principles that give the framework to our financial system so that we can hit our goals, a quick overview of how our financial system works and how they shift based on the season of life we're in, and then how to keep lifestyle inflation in check while still enjoying some fun. Are you ready? Let's get started. Before we get into the process, I think it's crucial to talk about some key principles we do our best to follow when it comes to handling our finances. The first is live on one income, have fun with the second, automate our transfers to achieve our goals, and keep our budget flexible. Let's break them down one by one. If I had to nail down that one thing, that has been a game changer for us with our family's financial goals. It's basing our necessary spending on one income. Actually, that was the tagline on couple money for a few years. Live on one income, have fun with the second. I'd love to say that when we began our marriage, it was with this fantastic plan to hit financial independence. But honestly, we didn't even think about or know about financial independence until years later. The whole idea of keeping our essential expenses under one income was simple. It was a necessity. You see, we met in college and when we got married, Rob had his first post-graduation job and I just started an internship, which considering the area was actually pretty good pay, but we didn't know if it was going to last beyond that semester. So we made a decision. We were going to base our bills on just his income. And then the money that I was bringing in would be used for goals like paying down debt, putting aside some into savings, and yes, having some fun. We did have some friends kind of give us a hard time for being so conservative with our money, but it was the right decision for us, and it did set the tone for our finances together. Using this mindset helped us grow that gap between what we were earning and what we were spending It also gave us more options. For example, as I was approaching graduation, I was offered a job opportunity in Raleigh. That meant a move, and Rob would have to be finding some new work. But because we had simplified things, we did have the savings to make the move. It took some time, but Rob found a job that he enjoys and pays well. We didn't realize it at the time, but the timing of our move was fantastic as Raleigh had began to explode in growth and job opportunities. If we had lived close to the edge with our budget, I'm not sure we would have taken that job, and we may have missed out on a great opportunity. We were able to start off our marriage with this foundation of living on one income, but I realize for most families, it's not something that can be done overnight. To hopefully make things easier for you, I do have an entire episode where I break down the process of how you can shift into this system. The second key principle for us is our take on a personal finance classic, pay yourself first. Here's how it translates for us. What we do is we set our goals for the year and long term. Then we work backwards and see how much we need to set aside each month. And then we go ahead and automate those transfers. We take this seriously, this idea when we say pay ourselves first. Once the direct deposit comes in, the next day, the transfers start happening. When we were working on our debt, those were payments that automatically went out. We were saving an emergency fund, house down payment, vacations, whatever the goal was. The idea is as soon as that money came in, we put it to work. Not only has that helped us pretty much stick with our schedule, yes, there were times we needed to adjust or pause our payments, but it also gave us peace of mind. We were working towards our family's financial goals while giving attention to the people and projects that mattered the most to us. When we were starting out, these transfers and payments were smaller, but year by year we increased it. So now we can make a substantial dent with paying down our mortgage and build up our investments. Finally, the last key principle when it comes to our financial system is keeping our budget flexible. And this is where the money dates can be really helpful because it gives us a consistent and regular time to check in with our finances. For us, we find that the monthly rhythm is best Initially, when you do a money day, it will feel a little bit formal because you're getting used to your system, but honestly, now they're very casual conversations where we quickly review what happened with the finances and the accounts, and then we talk about what's upcoming through this year or maybe beyond. So if we know we have a family getaway or trip coming up, we're going to adjust things in the month before so that we can have some extra spending cash when we're out of town. We find that doing these monthly checkups and adjusting our budget this way makes the most sense for our family. It keeps it flexible for upcoming expenses that happen throughout the year. It could be taking those family trips or those semi-annual life insurance payments or getting the girls ready for back to school shopping. All these things happen throughout the year, so we need a budget that can adjust to it quickly and easily. Setting up the system doesn't take a lot of work, but it does take time, especially if you have several accounts between the two of you. Depending on your bank, you may find that it's not as hard as you imagine. For us, we had to make a switch to find a better banking option. It was well worth it because now we can easily set up Savings accounts for specific goals and transfers are handled very quickly. So there you have it. Those are the three key principles that we have in place with our financial system that's allowed us to hit coast by while still having fun and enjoying our time as a family. One of the big challenges with families is making sure that you keep lifestyle inflation in check we're no different with that. Looking at your budget, you can see that it shows up in different ways. As you're earning more money, you may see that you upgrade your car or your home. Perhaps your vacations become much fancier, the destinations much further. It doesn't necessarily mean that getting these upgrades to your lifestyle itself is bad or is going to destroy your financial goals. The problem happens when you're spending the money without checking in and taking a moment to ask yourself, is this aligned with our priorities? Are we sacrificing more important goals for this? And what value are we getting out of this spending? One example I remember of where lifestyle inflation can really harm you is when I chatted with Kevin from Financial Panther. We were talking about how he was able to pay off $87,000 of student loan debt in less than three years. He mentioned that he had to resist that urge as a new attorney to not upgrade his lifestyle because he wanted to get rid of the debt first. And so that's what he did. He kept living like a college student and he took on some side hustles to increase his income to the point that he was able to knock out all that debt. On the other hand, let's look at an example of where we personally feel that spending a little extra gives us a better value. When we are going on family trips, we do try to shop around for some good deals with accommodations, but something we've been spending a little bit more money on is using Airbnbs. And when you're renting the entire place, it is not the cheapest option most times, but that's okay because they fill a need for us and give us value. When we are exploring a town and we come back and the kids still have energy, they have a space where they can run around while we still relax. In the end, the vacation is about relaxing for all of us and having an Airbnb gives us that option. Even though we're doing extra spending in this area overall, it hasn't budged our budget that much, but we feel like we're getting a great value out of it. So when you're looking at lifestyle inflation, don't just look at the numbers, look at the numbers and the value that you're getting out of that. I'm a big believer, again, of having the money dates or budget parties, whatever you want to call it, because these check-ins are crucial. They help you to reflect. You'll go through different seasons of life and in those different seasons, your priorities will shift and change. Your budget should reflect that. That's why it's so important to have a way to reflect and get a sense of where your money is moving and why. If you're happy with it, that's great, but if you need to make a change, then it's much easier to do. With these reflections, you may find that you have enough to take care of your needs, have some fun, and now can put more money towards those long-term goals that will make a big difference with your family. It could be that you could use that money instead of upgrading your devices, that money goes into college savings, or seed money to launch a business, or buy a rental property, whatever your long-term goals are. Some families want to cut back on their main job so they have more time with the kids. You can move towards these goals much faster as you gain more control and awareness over your money. So while I don't think all lifestyle inflation is a bad thing, if you let it get out of control because you're not reviewing it periodically, it can damage your family's financial goals. Again, I want you to hit that balance of enjoying your money now, but making sure that you're taking care of the people and projects that matter most to you. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode. The first is there is no one size fits all when it comes to your finances. The exact budget you use, the tools that you have to keep track of your money, how frequently you do your money dates, all these depend on on your family's specific needs and preferences. I wanted to share a bit of our process so that you could get an idea of what works for our family and then take the best ones that make the most sense for yours. The second is bake balance and flexibility into your financial system. Life happens, especially when you're parents. You understand things can come up with the kids and you really want to prioritize the most important people in your lives. So your finances need to have enough of a cushion or give that should something happen, you're not needlessly stressed. You also want to make sure that you're including fun in your budget. It may sound counterintuitive, but many families find it much easier to stick with their budget if they have fun included in it and it doesn't have to be expensive. You can check out the site or on Instagram to get some ideas on affordable things you can do as a family. Finally, accountability matters. Having someone that you could review the budget with, whether it's just you as parents or you're including the kids so they get a better idea of the finances, is helpful. For many years when I was doing our money dates, That was motivation to make sure that we stayed on budget, but also when I shared our net worth reviews, it was something that pushed me to get more creative with keeping our spending within the budget. You do want to make sure that it's positive, but it is a good kind of pressure to make sure that you are sticking with your plan. There's so much we can go into. So if you want to continue this discussion, also swap ideas or stories or ask some questions about setting up your family's financial system, please reach out to our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We love to encourage each other with our family's financial goals. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash FB. We'd love to see you there. I hope this episode helps you feel more comfortable with creating a financial system That reflects your family's priorities. As always, I'll include links to the resources we mentioned in this episode, plus more over at simplifyandenjoy.com. One thing I briefly mentioned today was how we switched banks. It was a fairly simple process, but it made a huge difference with our financial journey. Not only were we able to avoid needless fees, but we found some great service and competitive rates. Our money was actually making us money. How well is your bank treating you? If you're not happy and you are ready to move your money, next week's episode will make the process much easier. So if you don't want to miss out on that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you prefer to listen to your shows. Our theme was by staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. If you have a question or topic you want covered on the podcast, please share it with me. Become a VIP. It's free. Just go to simplifiedenjoy.com slash join. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.